0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember... That imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. Conversation was a whole lot of fun. I had the pleasure of not only meeting, but having a, a in-depth conversation with Isa Jamal about her new film, *A Kandahar Away*, premiering at Hot Docs here in Toronto. You're going to want to see this film for sure. Uh, if you don't get out to the the theater to see it at Hot Docs, look for it coming soon to a theater near you, or or, or perhaps video on demand it 's a delightful film it 's a step into someone 's family that you don 't often get to see i mean it 's a real uh, real pleasure a real simple pleasure in its own way and yet with uh, a whole lot of uh, d- deeper meaning and 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 questions raised about about the way we interact with others uh, the way we the way we treat others the way we respect the past and and the way that we the, the, the way that we view history and and how it 's connected to To today, and and this is um this is a film uh, that that will I think get under your skin and 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 remind you why family is so important, why family relationships need patience, why there whether there's a the, a need for all relationships really for for an honest honesty and an openness and and what's so um, uh, remarkable about this film it touches on indigenous issues here in Canada and Afghanistan it t- it's a film that uh, raises questions about war and, and about relationships and about meaning and, and about how we represent that and how we honor that in our own way. It's, it's, it, it, it's a fascinating uh, story it's a fun story there's a real um, sense of humor and a, a comedic edge throughout and Aisha and I chatted uh, and had a bit of fun around the fact that maybe just maybe we could create a sitcom uh, around uh, her her family in some way shape or form and who knows maybe somebody's going to get rich beyond their wildest dreams doing that and one of the things I love about the film too is it really is about passion it's about commitment and it's really about being present so stay tuned Aisha Jamal uh, talking about her new film Kandahar Away don't forget david pecklive.com for more information about my speaking and my writing you can also dive deeper um with with some of the interviews on face to face live.ca and we've got over 400 interviews there now and it's it's growing and uh, my 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 database grows the our twitter reach grows and 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 uh, I hope that you will step into it in in a new way sign up for the email newsletter if you want to advertise on face to face reach out to us you can do that please share it with your family and friends share it with others people you don't even know that would be great too if you could support us patreon.com we would certainly appreciate it and if you can't do that just um, you know, signing up for the newsletter or, or leaving a quote on iTunes would really be appreciated. A review there would be would be helpful. It's amazing what little uh, bit of digital engagement can can do for our presence online. So uh, please do that. And also rabble.ca. Don't forget uh, a host of uh, other articles and blogs and posts there about things that matter. Uh, news for the rest of us, rabble.ca. Coming right up, Issa Jamal and her new film, A Kandahar Away. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us uh, today to talk about her new film, A Kandahar Away. We have Aisha Jamal here with us uh, from from Hot Docs. I guess I can say that, Aisha. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So so is that fair to say from Hot Docs?
1: Well, as in like I work there. Right, as yes. yes,
0: but you do a whole and lot also of things. My
1: film. Yeah, for, and my for, film is at Hot Docs. So your yes, film...
0: I'm is at hot dogs. That's probably the best way to say it. So, so you would you? So you're at a party and somebody says, "So, so tell me more about what you do." I should. What, what, what would you say?
1: I probably would say that I'm primarily a filmmaker. Okay. But that I also teach film and that I also am a film programmer.
0: And what does that mean exactly?
1: Yeah, it's funny. A film programmer. People always think that you work with computers as a programmer, <laughs> right. but film right. programmer is a bit more like being a film curator.
0: Oh, okay. Which means
1: I program films. I watch way too many films in one year, and then I help sort of select the films that will play at the festival.
0: Do you have any, you you know what, that's kind of interesting. Do you have any rules, like you're only allowed to watch like two a day, because you just, you would reach your sort of a fatigue level?
1: You know what, I wish I could say two a day, but I watch about maybe, depending on the length, 10 a day.
0: Oh, are you serious?
1: (laughs) Yes, we have a very short turnaround window, so... Uh, But that's shorts, mediums, and feature lengths. So I do have a rule where no more than two or three features in a row. So I need to break it up. And because features usually get into a subject so much heavier, that I need time to digest. So I try to make sure that I also give each film its respect. You know, even if it's heavy films, it's very difficult to move on right away.
0: So is, so for, for, so would the next job for you potentially be film critic would that be another place to go from i mean if you've seen so many films you must have kind of a a pretty interesting lens and almost template of saying okay this is going to be great or, or not so much
1: you know i think i'm a film critic when i teach mm. <laughs> i give everybody my opinion on what we just watched but i think that when it comes to when i think about what makes it, what is the difference between a film critic and a film programmer I always think that as a film programmer, we're so much more supportive of filmmakers' careers. And we really try, in many ways, when people come to the festival with their films to really champion them. And I think as a film critic, you need a distance from filmmakers because you might not love everything they do and they're not your friends. They're people whose work you actually have to look at critically and analyze. So I just think my role is so different as a film programmer than if I were to be a film critic. So I don't know how easy it will be to jump from one to the other. Like, I am opinionated. That would be easy. But I think changing that role from being the supportive to being the critical might be a bit harder.
0: Right, right. Well, tell us more about your life as a filmmaker. So, so, and and what, how how we wound it up with a Kandahar away. And by the way, congratulations! A delightful film. Um, I had so much fun watching your family. I felt a little voyeuristic, and it felt a little uh, uh, weird at times, uh, just because it it was. <laughs> pretty intimate and you're in a pretty um well a part of Canada that I certainly didn't know existed so that's that's always pretty cool as well from just from an awareness perspective but uh, yeah tell tell us a little bit about about <laughs> there's so many way, places we could go I want to I want to know if you had everyone sign a document before you started yeah yeah film. yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell, I did. Tell, tell me more because what how many family members were six seven maybe eight family members
1: well, I'm actually from a family of five children. So my immediate family is seven, but my sister's husband came along and her son. So in total, we were nine people nine traveling. People, nine people. Yeah. I mean, it was my first feature film, and everyone kept saying, it's kind of insane that you have nine subjects.
0: <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I
1: was like, yes, it is. But you know, the film started out when I heard about my, uh, my family inheritance. My brother told me, sort of in passing, he said, Do you know that we're inheriting this land in the middle of Saskatchewan from dad? And I was like, what are you talking about? And my dad never told me. So I started sort of this conversation with my other family members. And I started to realize that when I repeated that to other people, they thought it was hilarious and that it was absurd. And it made me really think about more about my dad, about my family, about this other Kandahar. And I was like, wow, there's so many themes in here that I want to explore. And that's really what started this idea of making a film. So the film really follows my family on this first trip to see the land. And my dad had been there before. And I had been there on a research trip a couple of times, but nobody else in the family had seen the land. So we all decided together to go on this road trip to Kandahar, Saskatchewan. And we're all born in Kandahar, Afghanistan. So that's kind of the joke that we're going to this other Kandahar. So we all went on the trip together, and it was kind of fascinating to see everybody's reactions and have the discussions about what do we do with this land.
0: There's so many funny moments in, in the film. I mean, is it a comedy? To you did, you, did you sort of start out, I mean, you, you probably have looked back on family events over the years, and, and your dad is quite a character, that is for sure, and I say that with, with a smile um, and a lot of affection, I think, what little I know of him, but but yeah, what, did you start out thinking, we've got a pretty funny family here, I want to I shine some light on this, I want to I share this with people?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did think about the fact that I think everyone in my family is a bit of a character, so in a way... <laughs> I'm the least funny out of the whole bunch. So I just was like, wow, my sisters always have me in stitches. And my brother had such a great way of looking at the world that I was like, they would make good characters on screen. And, you know, when I was selling the film, it was also the idea of having to shoot them and show it to people. And, you know, people would react and say, actually, yeah, these are people that I want to hear more from. So I was like, oh, okay. So my instinct was good there. And I did make them sign a form before we shot. And I have resorted to it a couple of times <laughs> where I was like, hey, you signed a release form.
0: Did, did 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 anyone want to say before you you know put it up on screen before you submit it to a festival I need to see the final cut or 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 did you reserve that right
1: you know to be honest out of ethical reasons, I always think it's good to show your subjects the films that you make especially in documentary because mm. these are real people's lives and they're giving you their time and their story so I was very very clear that i was I showed them a few scenes before the film was finished editing and then I said once the film is edited, I will show you the film and I wanted to be very careful and listen to what they had to say to me. But at the same time, you kind of have a double role. Like, I'm a member of this family, and my family is not worth sacrificing for a film. But at the same time, I'm a filmmaker, and I kind of want to serve the story as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I listen to their criticism. And if there's something really, like, big red flag, I will address it. But if it's just sort of little criticism of I don't like how I look in the shot, then it's kind of like tough luck, suck it up.
0: Right you know it's interesting I should any any great film to me any especially documentary um, I mean we could say we could talk about that and you're the one teaching not me so but so so help me out here but there's layers yeah. there's 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 metaphor there's symbol there's conversations there's people we meet there's all these different places we could go and and I think one of the things i've loved about uh, how in the last three or four years on my podcast uh, uh, i've started focusing more on filmmaker and it's about the story mm-hmm. it's about the narrative and then you start it with this idea of where this interview might go and you wind up in a completely different place. And, 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 and I think filmmakers, right. And this is a, this is what family's like. And so, so a Kandahar away to me was, okay, so here we've got this family and they're, they're uh, all of a sudden we find out where they're going, they're going to Kandahar, but it's Kandahar Saskatchewan. So there's lots Mm -hmm. of little surprises and so on. But there's so much more going on than meets the eye. So I guess you know to my earlier question, you know, comedy. There's also, th- th- you know, it's it's about family life. This is about relationships mm-hmm. and about it's about our history. It's about war. It's about racism. And and, and there's a lovely little conversation about language. And and I mean, it, it went places that I didn't think it was going to go. So I guess my my point is that the layers are just it's 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 so wonderful in its in its, in its simplicity. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and isn't that I mean isn't that what we live day to day? I mean here you are mm. <laughs> probably one of and i s I'm so sorry, everyone who lives in kandahar saskatchewan but but it's you know not a not a really exciting place right
1: <laughs> well, there's fifteen people left. <laughs> <laughs> that's right
0: 15, and they do and they do do they have a legion no, they don't have a legion that's the uh that's the town that's not too far away right that's
1: the town that's ten minutes down the road ten yeah, minutes down them. the
0: road, yes, thank you, yeah, fifteen people, yeah
1: yeah exactly no it's very true and i think complexity is part of what you're always aiming for as a filmmaker like you do want to have sort of like the layers of an onion so someone can like mm. enter the film and it themes from whatever theme speaks to them i think if you have a one note film it doesn't really resonate as much so the aim was very much and i'm so glad that you got it david but there's so many different layers to the film
0: tell me tell me a bit more about your dad <laughs> was was this really a film about your dad i mean i almost you know one of the thoughts i had uh, uh, the driving to a meeting this morning was a very early meeting in toronto this morning was you know is this a, is this a, a love letter to your dad was it um is this was this a way for you to have a conversation with him that you haven't been able to have up until this point because you do say early on in the film that your dad's pretty hard to get to know
1: you know what? It is those things. I think that I was thinking very much about the fact that my dad is not very much an open book to us. He's very closed, and you have to ask him questions for him to divulge information mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes out of a lot of things, including the fact that, you know, he went through a pretty bad war. Right. Um, uh, but at the same time, the film was also a way for me to have more patience with him. I was right. thinking about how it's when you're behind the camera, you also have to ask questions and you have to observe and you have to be more patient. And I think that when I'm with him without a camera present, you know, I was, I kind of revert back to the Aisha of 15, you know, where I'm like, you know, I think everything he does is weird. I think he's so eccentric. I don't have much patience. And then, you know, you are like, okay, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to try to understand my father. I'm going to make this film. We're going to spend a couple of years together going on these trips and I think that was also a way for me to get to know him. So, you know, being and having the safe distance of being behind a camera, so right, it, it has it has changed things for us, which is nice.
0: So you're there, you're there as daughter, as storyteller, but also as filmmaker.
1: Exactly, and I think playing that dual role was very useful. Yeah, it probably, getting to know him better. It you know? probably
0: allowed you to do some things that you wouldn't have been able to do, right?
1: oh my God, and ask questions that I wouldn't ask out of nowhere.
0: By the way, the scene with you, I think its you're in the car and the conversation yes. around the books that he's hes written four books and you knew nothing of this?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, it's, it's hysterical. I mean, I actually think we need to write a sitcom around your family. I think this would be a good idea. <laughs>
1: Can
0: I there, talk to it? There could be some money in this.
1: You know, I talked to a TV uh, TV producer at a party, maybe about a week or two ago, and he said the exact same thing. He's like, "When you're finished with this documentary, still so go back to me. We gotta talk about this."
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of like
1: Shakesqueak meets Little Mark right. on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right,
0: right. I yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was so funny because for me, you know, here's your your father writing these books for others. And you don't mm-hmm. even you know, creating this this history and this is what my past was like and the photos and so on and what life was like in Afghanistan in, in, back in the 70s. All stuff that you guys probably, you know, are aware of, but he's, he's writing it in, in detail for others and, and you don't even know he's done it. It's the exactly. irony is just, it's lovely, the irony.
1: Yeah, when I asked him, like, did you tell my mother? And he's like, oh, no, she's not
0: interested. She's not interested <laughs> in these types of things. Yeah. So would you say, I mean, you're, it's so interesting to me. Your family is so, it seems so honest and open. Uh, Some of the conversations you had with your, your brothers and your sisters. I mean, again, really Frank and, 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 you know, uh, your sister talking about, and we can, can we talk about the memorial by the way? Yes I course. mean this is a pretty important part of the film obviously but 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 it almost felt almost felt like it was a bit of an afterthought for your for your father but mm-hmm. but but uh you know talking about the scandal of it your sister talking about the scandal of this I mean you guys are really quite candid and honest with one another and yet there seems to be something uh, uh, uh hmm. I don't know like some kind of a block there is that is that fair to say i mean that's every family right i mean it's it's just it's just kind of maybe the way humans kind of interact
1: i think that you're right because i think in that same conversation even though my sister said it's so scandalous and she's so outraged by this idea that's right she also says she also says i don't really want to talk to him about it so i think there's this block of like We're a family that's pretty honest with each other, and I think we're able to live with conflict. Like, you know, the conversations we had were pretty frank, but it didn't lead to, like, the disintegration of my family. But at the same time, there is some sort of boundary sometimes that we know this won't go anywhere with this person because I know they don't want to have a conversation about this. So they don't want to talk to my dad because it's actually kind of true. It's very difficult sometimes for him to hear things that he doesn't want to incorporate into the story that he has made up about something. So we've tried that before. So she says that pretty honestly, and I wanted to leave it in because that is my experience of my dad. And, you know, my dad did see the film, and I do – I have to say, I have to be honest that I think he found some of those parts hearing us say that a bit hard. Oh, but yeah. he didn't say take it out. He said, you know, I'm so glad that you're being honest in this film.
0: Where did – I mean, the, the, the sense that he gives me is he's, he's somebody that's pretty open – um you mm-hmm. know, I, I would have, you know, if you had told me a little bit about him and I hadn't watched him on screen and so on, I would have said, oh, you know, he's probably pretty conservative and coming out of a, an Afghani culture and from what I know of, mm-hmm. you know, and so on and so forth. But he seems pretty open to me. And, yeah. and, 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 and even to the point of, and maybe this was partially because the camera was on, but he really did seem to, once he heard your opinions, the family, mm-hmm. you know what, I, I get it, that's, you know, that you're allowed to have that opinion, that's okay. But but this is what I'm trying to do, and, and, and I want you to respect that as well, right? It, it seems like I'm just kind of wondering where he got that sort of you know your are your, 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 your comment on this, but where, 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 where he got that kind of balance
1: from? You know, I don't know. Sometimes I think about that because when we moved to Canada, my parents were a bit more conservative, and you know they have opened up over the years, and you know we're a pretty modern family by every standard. Right, be right. It, be it Canadian, be it Afghan. But, um, hmm, where did he get that from? I do, you know, I do think that my dad listens at some point, but Mm. he doesn't necessarily integrate your (laughs) opinion. Like, he will still go ahead and do what he wants to do, but he will let you have your opinion, which I quite like, you know? So, and I also think that my parents were blessed with five kids with really strong, strong opinions and will. So, I think they have also learned from us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 2
1: way street. Yeah, <laughs> to no. Raise this many strong-willed children.
0: That's right. It's kind of his it's all his fault, right? <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, you
1: learn from them, right? So
0: <laughs> So I I I mean, there were a couple laugh-out-loud moments for me and I thought one of them and was when your father sort of admitted that that um um he bought the pieces of land um, because of the mm-hmm. name and the history mm-hmm. and then he said nothing else and just the way yes. the way he delivered it made me laugh out loud
1: and <laughs> yes. and as
0: if this is a great gift this is a, what what's wrong with this there's the, you know mm-hmm. this is this is isn't this what other people do as well and mm-hmm. and there's something quite lovely and quite charming about that and yet also something about being i don't know just so rooted in the moment You know, no, no plan for the future here. And yet it's about your inheritance.
1: Yeah. I mean, there is, that is the absurd part of the story (laughs) that I found really charming as well. When I first heard it, I was like, huh, I wonder like what made him do that. And it truly was the name more than anything else. But then I thought it was so wonderful that you explore, well, what does this name bring up for you? Like, what is so much, you know, what is in a name, you know?
0: Well, and it, yeah, and, and, you know, you, you, and I'm not sure who made the comment and I'm just, I'm just kind of um, trying to remember how, how it was uh, phrased, but something, and it was probably you, but something about, you know, this harmonizing the two stories. I think that was your father talking, talking about mm-hmm. bringing sort of the, that Eastern culture meeting Western culture kind of a thing in, in the most unlikely of places. Um, mm-hmm. But you said something to the effect of, he must never feel like he's at home.
1: Mm-hmm. That was my brother who said that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Really, quite a profound moment for me because I, I mm-hmm. think over the years that that has been a theme for me and on face to face and some of the conversations I've have had mm-hmm. with people. And i I just, I just kind of wonder if isn't that what we all want? We all want to feel mm-hmm. kind of at home. We want to feel comfortable with our families and our friends and the communities we work in and, and 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 play in. And and we want to be ourselves, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. just there's something really wise about that i think is do, do, do you think that's what it is is your your dad's not quite comfy here
1: i think that my dad has like a double he has two sides to him and i think that's what makes him also interesting to me is the fact that he is quite proud of being canadian you know he's the guy who will put in a, who put a canadian flag on his jacket the day that right. he has to go voting and he will give us a speech about how important it is as canadians to vote you know but at the same time i think that a really large part of him is always somehow in Kandahar, Afghanistan. And, you know, my dad left Afghanistan not because he wanted to, but because of the war. So I think that for him, that was a very violent rupture. And I think, Mm. like, it wasn't migration by choice. It was migration for survival. So I think that that's really an important part of understanding him. He's so happy to be here, and he's very proud to be here. But at the same time, I think that a large part of him is still back in Afghanistan and always will be. You know he reads about Afghanistan nonstop, he talks about it nonstop and you know he he writes about it as well, so I think that he's just sort of split between these two countries, and a large part of him is back home
0: well, it makes you wonder if if, if and that that's just the way it's going to be right I mean this is an interesting yeah. comment about history and memory for all of us right we what is that mm-hmm. line what is that uh, I left my heart in san Francisco right
1: mhm yeah you're, you're, and I think about that for my for my siblings as well, and I think that In the end, I kind of was coming a bit to the conclusion that for us, our life is here. Like, our worldview has been shaped by Canada, our experiences. And, of course, being Afghan informs so much of how I experience the world. But at the same time, I feel, you know, deeply Canadian, to be honest. And whatever that may mean, because it has its own complications. But so I feel like it's a bit different for my dad and has probably a lot to do with generational differences. And at the time that we came, I was still a child.
0: So what, so, so you've clearly had quite a bit of time now to reflect on the film after shooting Mm. it and being a subject in it and, and, and editing it and so on about to step into hot docs with this and, um, Q and A's and so on and other interviews, what, what are you thinking about it now that, that, that you weren't thinking, you know, uh, uh, about it before you started the project? I mean, uh, there's a lot of questions and it wrapped up in that one there, by the way, like, you know, what have mm-hmm. you, what if what did you learn? What have you learned about your family? You know, I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. there's so much, what I love about life is there's so much more going on than meets the eye. Right. Right. You know, the, so you've got this, all this surface stuff, but what's really, what are we really talking about here? You know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that I learned a lot about my family from not only taking the trips, but, you know, from editing the film, because you sit with the footage for seven, eight hours a day for months on end. And I think we edited this film for seven months or eight months. Wow! And you just. You're watching all of the footage, you're repeating and you're watching the same scenes and I saw us argue and I saw all of the outtakes and I saw all of the interviews and I thought so much about how what role each person plays in the family and it really made me rethink my own relationship to quite a few members of my family and you know how I saw them without sitting down and actually observing them or asking them questions. So it changed what I think in that way. And I also think it deepened my relationship a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, with some members it was really touching for me to hear my brother Nasser talk about what his family means to him. Right. You know, in a moment when he sure. cries and he's sure. talking about what his siblings mean and how much they help him. And, you know, I still think about that scene once in a while when I'm with him and, you know, it makes me be a little bit more patient with him when he's, you know, having one of his moments, as he says. But I think I also learned so much more about myself, right. you know, the things, how I react and, you know, what I think is my role in the family and how I really don't like, some of the roles I play in the family and how I can kind of rescue myself out of that. Like, I mean, you go deep when you make films about your own family. <laughs> and-
0: well, well, it's so true. And it makes, it almost makes me wonder, I'm just listening to you and smiling, yeah. thinking every everyone should make a film about their about their yes, family. Yeah. What a
1: luxury to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the revelation, yeah. the revelations, right. The conversations you might not have had.
1: You know, and that's the part that's so important. And I also think about that because we're the only branch of my family in Canada. And my parents are both in the 60s. And you think if they were to pass away, there's so much of our family heritage and our stories go with them because we don't have aunts and uncles in this country and we're not in touch with them regularly. My parents are, we're not. So for me, it's also sort of a gift I give myself in the sure. making of the film.
0: So so just to sort of uh, teasing that out a little bit, What what is the film about for you?
1: Well, you know what? I actually think the film for me is about a lot of tensions. Hmm. So for me, I think about the fact that there's a generational tension in my family that Mm -hmm. I think sometimes my parents come from a very different worldview, but they also come from a different generation. And I also think about the film is about this tension between the rural and the urban. Like this film challenged my ideas about what is Canada because I'm an urbanite. I was born in a city. I've only moved between the cities. I thought going there that there would be, you know, to be honest, like close-minded rural right. Canadians who had never met Muslims before, and they'd be freaked out about us.
0: Well, there's quite but a few. Was, by the way, there's quite a few lovely moments in the film where youth. I thought it was going to go somewhere else. To my discredit, yeah. I suppose, right? Because I was being just as close-minded as some of those other folk might have been, and and yeah. and it didn't end up going there. And you guys were quite, I think, quite surprised too in some in some respects, and that's quite yeah. lovely, quite lovely, really.
1: Yeah, and also we wanted to sort of turn that lens around. You know, sure. when you're Afghan and you meet people, people always ask you questions about your customs and about your traditions. And I was like, you know what? My family's going to go to the prairies and we're going to learn about Canadian traditions and Canadian customs. And it'll be like, that's the weird stuff that they do. And I thought it was so lovely that we actually took to some of these things. Like my mother fell in love with fishing. My brother really yes. liked polka dancing. Like it was wonderful yes, in that yes, way. Yes,
0: yes, I think, was it your brother who was with the um, the chemist and and he said never yes. never in my life did i think i was going to be a phd chemist driving a combine or something like
1: that yeah exactly yeah. i'm harvesting canola with a phd in chemistry yeah, yeah yeah
0: well this is what i mean about the layers in film right i mean cuz mm-hmm. we could we could riff on any of these it's about being closed minded it's a, it's our racist tendencies it's mm-hmm. it's our stereotypes that we come to the table with the lens the unconscious bias there's so many mm-hmm. things i mean i uh um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, there. As as I said, there's just so much more going on. Uh, um, it seems to me than, than than meets the eye. One of my one of my yeah. one of my favorite moments. And again, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I forgot. And I think it was you. My um, the, the, your father was uh, t- talking yeah. about you. Know, you were being introduced to the Hutterite family, mm-hmm. and 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 somebody said, "Oh, here we go. Dad's relating your Hutterite mm-hmm. culture to to life back in Afghanistan." And I just, yeah. I just thought that was wonderful and 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 comical all at the same time. But isn't that what we all do? I mean, we all have our own perspective and our place. Mm-hmm. And and I, th- I think it's quite lovely this his phrase harmonizing the two stories.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, it is wonderful. But in a sense, what I think that was me saying that in the film, and I think. In that moment, I was having a little bit of, like, it was grinding on me the fact that we were in Saskatchewan and I wanted to learn about where Mm. we were. But my dad was using and projecting Kandahar, Afghanistan, everything. And it was like, Dad, can't we just be here? Can't we just learn from Mm. these people as who they are, not as them being a reflection surface for us? So, you know. That was the daughter coming out, not the filmmaker. (laughs) Sure.
0: sure. No, no. And it's a funny moment and a wonderful moment. Well, I think too, Aisha, for me, your film is about being present. It's Mm -hmm. it's It's about listening. And it's about why, like, you know, why would anyone want to go to Kandahar and build a cottage in Kandahar, Saskatchewan and spend more than a few days there? right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe to meditate, maybe to be present, maybe to enjoy the view, maybe to think and reflect. I mean, there's, right? There's, and, 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 and and we so often, and I'm, the the light is all shining at me here now. I, I I have a tough time being present, right? It's, and, and and with our family, with my family, with my, with my wife, Elizabeth, and my friends, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's always about the next thing. It seems Mm -hmm. to me, it seems to me that uh, Kandahar, Saskatchewan's all about what's going on right now, right in front of us.
1: You know, you're right, because I also was thinking about this when I was going to be shooting in the prairies and I wanted to make a film that would look good on the big screen as well. And I was thinking, oh, my God, the prairies are just this big, vast, empty land. And I was panicking and I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, no, actually, there's so much when you look at the beauty of the little and Mm -hmm. if you just slow down and you look at the sunset and you look at this blade of grass. And we try to incorporate that idea of being present with sort of the landscape of the prairies as well and be like, it may look like nothing's happening, but there's a lot you know there's the beauty of this you know dilapidated cottage in the middle of a snow field, and so I think that was important to slow down as well and to be like, well, look around the area and just see it
0: are you Are you guys closer together as a result of this experience
1: um are we closer together? You want a very honest uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's That's a
0: hard question for you to answer based on the fact that this is now a public no. interview. I get no, no, that. No, no, I'm
1: totally okay answering it. I think that for me, some things have changed and have shifted a bit. I think that my brother Nasser had, had definitely a very eye-opening moment, and I think he's carried that with him. Mm. Um, he's been a lot more in touch, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, but for a couple of family members, I don't think so. Like, I think my brother, Shakir, who does it, who is, who's in the film, but very intentionally tried not to be too involved and really was keeping his own sort of space at moments. I think for him, it was wonderful to be there, but it wasn't necessarily a changing, you know, experience. was not I have to say for me, yes, for sure. As a filmmaker, as someone who lived with the story for five years and who really spent a lot of time thinking about my family dynamics, a lot of things have changed.
0: Was it hard to convince... Um, um... I'm not sure exactly how uh, you got the film film funded and so on, but did you Mm -hmm. have a tough time bringing um, others on board?
1: You know, I had to do a bit of searching to find a producer that had experience because I'm a first-time documentary feature filmmaker. I needed someone who had experience and who would really understand the story. So when Deborah and I teamed up after that, it was actually pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of waiting involved, but I won a – documentary pitch at the montreal documentary festival
0: okay. and that really
1: set things off so after that it was like a lot of like getting in touch meeting waiting for answers so in a very very unique experience i have to say it wasn't as hard as i thought it would be
0: hmm. well that's that's i mean that's a that's that's got to buoy the spirits of a lot of first-time filmmakers out of there, young uh, out there young wedding filmmakers
1: yeah yeah, I just think you have to be very committed and you have to mm. really know that you're going to live with this for a long time. And you kind of have to know you have a good story.
0: You know, it's interesting. It just made me think, how how many unfinished documentaries do you think there are out there?
1: <laughs> I actually think that there are probably, I would venture to guess that maybe 60, 70% of projects that people start don't get finished. Don't get
0: finished. Yeah, just the way you said, you got to be committed and you got to live with the story for a long time.
1: It's so true. I mean, I I work at Hot Dogs, so I've been kind of trying to keep a little bit of a mental tap of how long it takes people to make their films.
0: Right. And I have to
1: say, on average, it is very normal to do anywhere between four to seven years.
0: Is that right, eh? Wow.
1: Yeah. And one year, a couple of years ago, we had two films that were the top two audience choice. It was Angry Anook and also the film um, The Apology. And both of those films took 10 years to make. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's a pretty serious commitment. I mean, that's uh, that's like a that's like sticking with a counselor for for you know, like your therapist, yeah. right? For... Yeah, or well,
1: it's like writing your dissertation for a PhD. You know? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, about it's...
0: what What about you and your dad? I mean, I I, I thought I mean, the scenes of you in the in, in the in the car and talking about the book, mm-hmm. and then him will, being willing to read it to you in Farsi, I believe, because you mm-hmm. don't read anyway. It's just I, I I thought that was pretty pretty delightful stuff.
1: But mm-hmm. about my dad and I, in the sense of has our relationship
0: changed? Yeah. Like, is is there is there going to be a part two? You know, like, <laughs> will 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 you will you will you fast forward to? I don't know some some <laughs> holiday down the road where you're going to show them all the all the stuff that that didn't make it into the film? You know, and. Uh... and <laughs>
1: I wonder if they'd even want to see that. Yeah, maybe you know, not. I mean, I'd be willing to show them because I've been i I've seen it so many times, but truly sometimes watching the outtakes of films are not the most interesting things. You know the the intention when you edit a film is to put all the interesting stuff in the film and right. shape it. Right. But when you literally watch three hours of footage of people fishing, it's really not that interesting. <laughs> right.
0: That's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Well that's well that's the gift that's the gift of the editor, right?
1: Exactly. You know, that's the gift of the magic of the
0: movie. <laughs> so, so let's talk, just as we uh, sadly have to wrap mm-hmm. it up here, uh, but um, about about the memorial. I mean, it's a fascinating mm-hmm. thing for your father and for your family, clearly, to go through. But I think, you know, I think this is one of those stories that... that um, I mean you as a family I hope you guys reflect back on it and there are other moments down the road where oh okay now I get it right and again isn't that what great art is all about it's about those mm-hmm. those moments where you connect the dots after the fact and and it becomes mm-hmm. a part of your story as well so all that to say this this idea of of wanting to more you know the scandal as your sister says mm-hmm. of the family so your father's so committed to this idea of 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 honoring kind of Two cultures honoring the other, almost mm-hmm. in a way that 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 that's frankly it's it's a bit unsettling, right? Clearly unsettling for your family, but mm-hmm. but I think also culturally is kind of um, flying in the face of what the norm might be, and I find that really mm-hmm. fascinating.
1: And I think that's the part that fascinated people in my own family, thinking that here's this Afghan man who's a refugee from war himself, and he wants to honor Canadian soldiers who fought. You know, in Afghanistan, and, like, my father has a way of reframing the war, you know, the the war that started in 2001, um, the invasion, Mm -hmm. as sort of, like, a rescue mission, whether the rest of us see it as an invasion. So it is kind of, like, interesting semantics, and it's really... For us, we see it so differently. And I wanted to explore that in the film and not shy away from that either, that there is sort of a heavy political aspect to the film and the relationship between Canada and Afghanistan. There
0: absolutely is. And, I mean, you touch on indigenous, uh, the indigenous question as well. And, and mm-hmm. I love I loved the notion of, of, of um, too, and I think this is deeply connected to all of this, but your, your father arrived, uh, uh, this is your narration, I believe, arrived a refugee mm-hmm. and, and, and became a proud Canadian citizen. Right. And and there's something this is this isn't about nationalism. This isn't about mm-hmm. any. I don't. I don't think this is about a, a, a sense of 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 pride in this. You know, man who's who's who. This very funny man who's who's built a family. You know. You know uh, I with, think
1: that my dad is eternally grateful to Canada for feeling safe here, and I think that for a man who didn't feel safe for a yeah. long time, like that counts for a lot. You know.
0: It's pretty pre- pretty profound. It seems to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so well. Listen, I've had a, had a blast chatting with you about a Kandahar Way. Tell us tell us about um, it's 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 coming to hot Docs, uh May May the first six thirty at, at the Lightbox. But I understand that show's already sold out.
1: Our opening night is sold out, which is wonderful. But it is playing two more times. It's playing Thursday at one o'clock at the Isabel Beta, and it's playing Saturday May fourth at ten fifteen at Tisbell Lightbox 2. So there's still lots of tickets for those two screenings.
0: What do you think is going to be the most asked question at the Q&As?
1: <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling that people are going to ask my mom. You know, my right. mom has poker face throughout right. the whole film. Right. I think people are going to ask her, so what do you think of the film?
0: Yes, that's pretty funny. So are you hoping to all be on stage?
1: Uh, yes, my whole family is coming to the first screening, and of wow. course most of them are coming to the other two, but Fantastic. they'll be coming up on stage.
0: Oh, that's so great. Well, listen, what a pleasure chatting with you. We've been talking to Aisha Thank Jamal you, uh, about her new film, A Kandahar Away, coming to uh, coming soon to a theater near you. More importantly, coming to Hot Docs here in Toronto. Uh, make sure you check out uh, the website for more information about tickets. Uh, Aisha, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, David, for the cast.